We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show. I am so blessed. I am so blessed to be with you today. You know, on the way in today and this morning when I first woke up, uh, I wake up around 2 in the morning, and then I woke up at 4 in the morning and check my social media and, and do all of those things. And then I might doze off again, or I just stay awake. And I am taking that time more deliberately than ever to pray. To pray, 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 because I feel like we need to be prayed up. And uh, with all of the opposition, all of the things that are going on right now, I just um, there's just an attack. There's an attack going on. And we need to realize that it is in the spiritual realm. Yes, it's physical, it's face-to-face, it's on social media, it's everywhere, but it's a spiritual attack, and it's not against flesh and blood, even though it seems like it. It's in the spiritual world, and we need to fight this fight with the Lord and know that we are victorious in Jesus' precious name. And I have to keep claiming that and remembering that when I feel the opposition is just getting stronger and stronger all the time. And I know some of you can relate to what I'm saying right now. And, you know, all I can say to you that are feeling this huge opposition, which is everybody at certain degrees and different degrees, but the more opposition you feel, the more good you're doing, and and just understand that and, uh, you know, take that in and, and realize that you're doing good. And the devil doesn't like it when we do God's work. He does not like it. And we just have to put the full armor of God on and be prayed up. We have to be... Uh, constantly in prayer. I have this little rubber thing that reminds me all the time to pray first. So I wake up in the morning and I go to sleep at night and, uh, you know, God is my witness that I am making him first in my life and I am praying for, you know, just this world and this country and each and every one of you and each and every one of my family and my employees and just everybody because there is a battle going on. So, uh, you know, the, the subject matter goes right along with all of this, and it's how to be confident in uncertain times. Because personally for me, sometimes I feel worn out. I'll just be honest, is I feel worn out, and I feel somewhat defeated in a way. And so I have to understand that God's promises for us is where my confidence comes from in these uncertain times. So understanding that and really living and standing on that. And what is that? When I was driving, I was thinking about that. And I was thinking about all these different belief systems out there where they're thinking it's one president when it's the other party. And I won't go into detail with that because I don't want to get into that. I'm just saying that how can you blame someone when it's so blatantly obvious that it's a certain group? I think we need to really just define our facts and get the facts and understand where this is coming from 
and who's in charge and who's directing these paths. And listen, all of you, everyone listening right now, you have a choice in who you believe in. You have a choice on choosing the Lord or choosing whatever path you want to go on. God gave us that right to choose him or not. But he's also given us the right to choose who's going to lead us. And it's a very important decision that each and every one of us must take responsibility for you and your choices and you know, taking action wherever you can. And I can't say that strong enough that we all have a choice on what we do with every minute of every day. And our belief system is our reality. And sometimes I feel that our realities are not in alignment. They're not truth. And we need to really question our belief system when it's not in alignment. So with that, I have people that I'm dealing with right now that um, I'm trying to deal with their belief system, understanding that, you know, it, it might not be based on facts and it might not be truth, but it is their reality. And I'm trying to deal with them in truth and fact when their reality, their belief system is completely opposite or different than that. It's a very difficult situation. And I'm not sure where the line is and how to reach people that seems so unreachable. And I know some of you can understand what I'm saying right now. And you can relate totally because you have people that you are loving and want to help. And you feel like you can't because they're on such a different plane than you. They're on such a different path. And it's just so difficult to just talk, have a conversation. It's really amazing. So I feel you. I totally feel you. I feel what you're going through. I understand what you're going through. But you know what? Our God is a bigger God. And our God knows. And I am finding that areas, and this is so true, and I'm living this right now, right along with you, that I'm finding that areas in which I believe um, should be going a certain way and they're not going that way, that if you have no control over a situation, which I feel totally not in control of quite a few situations right now, What choices do we have? What choice do you have? I have found that when I don't have control over something, that I need to hand that over to God. And I need to let him, because he's much better at it than we are anyway. He understands a lot bigger picture than I would ever comprehend. And so it's really important that I put that over, because he's given us the option to give it over to him or hold on to it. But look, if you feel overwhelmed or if you feel overcome or if you feel defeated in some way, wouldn't it be better just to hand that over and not worry about it anymore? Just hand it over and be confident in these uncertain times. Wouldn't that be the way to go? So this is a um, a sermon or a blog from Rick Warren again because, you know, I'm really enjoying how he's just living life and speaking truth. Uh, using the Lord's words to guide us in this day-to-day war, world, whatever you want to call it, this battle we're in. And um, I just find hope, and I want to put all of my faith in God's promises, and I want to put all of my belief systems and everything that I'm dealing with, I want to just put my stake in, my flag in, and say I'm a believer, and I believe in what God's saying, and I'm going to stand on that. So you have a choice with all of that. You have a choice of what you're going to believe, what you're not going to believe. You totally have a choice. And God be with you in whatever choice you make. 
So here's what he's saying. Be patient, resting your hearts on the ultimate certainty. This is James 5, 8. That's a scripture. Be patient, resting your hearts on the ultimate certainty. How many want certainty in your life? I want certainty wherever I can get it. How about you? We're living in strange, uncertain times. We don't know what's happening in the world. We get conflicting information from every source. We don't know how long this coronavirus is going to continue spreading. We're not sure how to make wise decisions without all the information we need. When so many things are uncertain, we can remain certain of this one truth. God is in control. Thank you, God. Brothers and sisters, be patient until the Lord comes again. See how farmers wait for their precious crops to grow? They wait patiently for fall and spring rains. You too must be patient. Don't give up hope. The Lord will soon be here. Brothers and sisters, stop complaining about each other or you will be condemned. Realize that the judge is standing at the door. That's James 5, 7, and 8. Why does James remind us several times in this passage that the Lord is coming back? Because it's the ultimate proof that God is in control. History is God's story. It's not circular. There is no circle of life. History is linear, and it's moving to a climax. God has a plan. God has a purpose. And one day, Jesus is going to return. Everything is on schedule. We don't know when he's coming back. But the Bible talks more about Jesus' second coming than it does about his first coming. That means it should change how we live our lives every day. We should be living with great expectation. Expectation. With great expectation. Although the situation may seem out of control and what you're going through may be painful, nothing is beyond God's control. Be patient. (laughs) Be patient. Did you hear that? Be patient. God's timing is perfect. He's never late. He is in control. The J.B. Phillips translation of James 5.8 says, Be patient, resting your hearts on the ultimate certainty. What's the ultimate certainty? Jesus is going to come back one day. Nothing's going to stop that. Knowing that history is under God's control and that Jesus has promised to return should give us all the confidence we need in uncertain times. When you feel like you can't count on anything else, count on this. God's got this. Say that with me. God's got this. And Jesus will come back one day soon to make all things right and new. It pays to be patient. Boy, do I need to hear that. How many of you out there are impatient, impatient? How, how many of you just can't wait? I know, right? This is another one by Rick Warren. We count as blessed those who have persevered. How many of you can say that you persevered through something 
And if I saw the raise of hands, I know it would be every room in the in the house. It would be every room in the auditorium that we've all persevered through something. And I would bet on my own accord, I would bet that you have learned a lesson through your perseverance. Have you not? I know I have. God rewards patience. James 5.11 says, we count as blessed those who have persevered. In other words, it pays to be patient. I have to remind myself of that quite often. I have to remind myself to breathe. Those that know me and that have been around me in close times and tough times, they can see me. In fact, today I had a meeting with a couple of really wonderful friends and uh, people that work with me in my advertising and marketing. And during our conversation today, it was so funny because I stopped what I was doing, saying, thinking, and I just had to remind myself to breathe. And I take, and I hold it for a second, and then, and I let it out. And I noticed that one of the two individuals who was paying close attention to me actually stopped and did the same thing. And I thought it was kind of funny that he did that. But he said, you know, that just seemed like it was a good and right thing to do right then. And I said, you got, you got that right. Because sometimes we just have to take breath. We just have to take that breath in and out. If you're tuning in right now, I just thank you. There is no coincidence that you've tuned into this show. There is something here for you. And why I know that is because God's in control of this show. The Holy Spirit guides the words because I ask the Holy Spirit to do just that. And I just want you to know, even though I have this Rick Warren uh, article here and blog, whatever this is, sermon, um, that there is something that's being spoken into you through these words. And I can read these words off of a page and I can put my two cents in, but the real power comes from the Holy Spirit. And I hope you understand that, that it's not Rick Warren's words and it's not my words, but it's God's words. It's his scripture from his Bible that gives us the strength, the courage, the confidence to handle whatever comes our way. And no matter what is happening right now, just remember that God is in control and his timing is perfect. And if we can get that out of this, we're going to be doing really well. I also want to ask each and every one of you to connect with me. And how you do that is you go to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word.com. That's Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word.com. I really want you to go there. I want you to connect with me. I want you to tell me what's going on, if you need prayer, if you need resources. I read each one individually. Nobody else really reads them. It's just me. And what I will do is sometimes ask permission, but I will forward whatever information that you've given me to, if you allow me to, to a proper person that could actually field what's going on with you better than I can. I just did this recently with uh, a person who's been dating a person for a very long time and really wants to get married and is trying to figure out if it's right or not to stay in the situation when they've been dating for a very long time, knowing that she desperately wants to raise, have a family and, and get married. And so I, I passed this on with permission. I, I passed it on to somebody that I believed could feel and speak into this person better than me. And uh, I'm hoping that that has happened. If not, it will happen. It's just a matter of God's timing. But I think it's important that we support one another. And this show is a vehicle to do just that. So please connect with me. There is also, when you go to the Sufri site, you can go there and there's a lot of information there. There's 
10 and a half years of podcasts that you can pull from if you have a subject matter or something that you're dealing with right now different than what this topic is. This, I think this applies to anybody and everybody right now. But if you, if you have a specific topic, whether it's finances, parenting, marriage, relationships, uh, resolving conflicts, tough conversations, tough love conversations, uh, love languages, just anything that you think might be of interest, you will find pretty much any of those things and more on the Sufree site. So I welcome you to visit there and, you know, just Get around in there, you know, go around there. And also there is the IAMs. It's three pages of IAMs. And it's, you know, we have a lot of input from people in our lives. And even if they mean well, it could be not doing well for you. So the best thing for you to do is to listen to what God says about you, to you, and uh, build your belief system based around God's words. I think that's really healthy to do. And you can take these three pages and read them every morning, every night. So you wake up with them, you go to sleep with them, and you rebuild your your mind. You transform your mind. You renew your mind by scriptures. And it's a very wonderful thing to do. And many people have done it, and it's helped them a lot. So I'm hoping it could help you too. When you are patient, it builds your character. You avoid mistakes, and you're going to reach your goals. When you're patient... You're going to be honored by others and have happier relationships. There are all kinds of blessings and benefits. Have you noticed, especially during this time of the coronavirus, that it's hard to be patient when you're tired? We're all feeling weary from the drawn-out uncertainty and craziness of this pandemic. Let us not get tired of doing what is right For after a while, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't get discouraged and give up. That's a really encouraging word, isn't it? That's from Galatians 6, 9, if you want to look that up on your Bible. There are blessings to be had through this season of waiting during the pandemic in your character, your circumstances, your family, and God's church. And they're not just rewards to enjoy right now. The Bible says... There are going to be rewards in heaven, too. That's nice and refreshing to hear, isn't it? Jesus says in Matthew 5, 11, 12, Blessed are you when people insult you. Doesn't feel like it, though, does it? Persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. I'm going to have to memorize that scripture. (laughs) When someone hurts you, one of your strongest desires may be to retaliate. People have experienced a lot of hurt feelings lately when it comes to how we choose to respond to the pandemic. And with that comes a lot of temptation to fight back and lash out. Have you been on the intake of that or the outtake of that? It goes both ways, doesn't it? You know, being when I was a young parent, a parent of young children, I learned very early on to count to 10 before I responded or reacted to whatever was going on. And now I take a deep breath, which is almost like counting to 10. It's almost the same thing. It's taking time to just regroup and have your brain get into calibration and your emotions get in check. And I really highly recommend it to all you new and young parents out there. Don't react. Don't respond right away, whether it's your your spouse 
or your child, you want to take a minute to just count to 10 or breathe in, hold your breath, and breathe out. And this, I am telling you, something happens in that 10 or that breathe in, breathe out. There's something that happens to get you in alignment, okay? Because we have to always be thinking about, and it's not always easy to do, but we always have to be thinking about the outcome that we want. We want to think about the long-term results of what we're doing right this minute. What's the long-term effect of the response we're giving at this moment? Because there's a ripple effect that happens with decisions that we make or don't make, and there's ripple effect that happens when we act out or speak out that can cause harm long-term. You can never take words back. You realize that, right? Your tongue is a two-edged sword. And so we have to really take a minute before we use this sword that can hurt. It can cause so much harm. And we need to think about the outcome down the road, not just right now. Somebody needed to hear that. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for that. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that. I'm hoping that that reached the ears to have favor on the ears. And instead of shutting down and and taking offense to what I'm saying, I would ask that you would open up your heart, open up your mind to the possibilities that this could be you. This could be you that I'm speaking to, that the Holy Spirit's speaking through me to you that maybe there's something here that could be evaluated and maybe changed to have a better result. I can tell you so many times I take a personal assessment of what I'm doing and I'm, you know, it's hard to take, isn't it? When somebody, I I don't want to call it a criticism because it's helpful. It's loving if it is loving, but it's still hard to take, you know, because you, you, you want to do the right thing, I would think. I think, in general, humans want to do the right thing. It doesn't look like it right now when I look at the news and when I look at social media. It, it, it seems like people want to do wrong. Um, but I think in our heart of hearts down deep, I think all of us want to do good. I think we've just been strayed for whatever reason. Whenever you're criticized and tempted to strike back, Here's what Rick Warren is saying. Think first. Is this fight worth giving up the reward promised to you in heaven? It's another way of saying it. It's eloquent, actually. It's not. As a leader, I get criticized a lot. This is Rick Warren. I can say, yes, I do too. People misjudge and question and doubt and second-guess me all the time. I've learned to not defend myself. I remain quiet. And because I've discovered that you're most like Jesus when you don't retaliate, you're most like Jesus when you refuse to fight back. Even when he was accused and mistreated, Jesus chose to do what was right and not retaliate in the middle of a crisis. If you choose to let God handle it when someone hurts you, he sees it and he will bless you. I'm taking that in right now. I am taking that in and I'm receiving that in Jesus' precious name. Another thing I want to say to you right now is that I am realizing the power in the name Jesus. That I am saying Jesus out loud. I can't even count how many times in a day. I'll be driving and I just say the name Jesus over and over and over again. There's power in his name. So as we're praying... It says in the Bible to pray without ceasing. What does that mean? It means we always have to have him in in our minds. He has to always be there with us. 
and pray in all things. So this is part one of a two-part series, so stay tuned for part two. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. Hey there, cutie. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS, termitelady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma. Revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, Learning to Breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining The Sue Freeze Show. Thank you so much, Ecola Termite Pest Control, for sponsoring the show. I just so appreciate Ecola doing this. If you would like to sponsor this show, I'd love to talk with you. And what you would do is go to Sue Freeze, felt like fries, one word, dot com. Go there and we can talk. Uh, whether you're a new company or a company that's been around a long time, and if you're in just San Diego or you're in Ventura or you're in L.A. or Orange County or Santa Maria, we are syndicated. We go all up in central and down in Southern California. And I really would like to talk with you and help you decide if this is good for you or not. And um, you might want to just give it a trial and, and you could do it on the Sue Freeze Show just to see what the response would be for you to try this out on the Sue Freeze Show. And then I can help you even move further if it seems to bring you an ROI, which is what businesses are about, is getting the word out and having it turn into a service. That's what's important to a business is is making sure that we are doing a service and that it can be profitable and we can uh, deliver that service with the best and the best of the best. So I'd like to help you with that. It would be wonderful to be able to help you with that because there's been people along the way that have helped me. 
So it's my turn to get back in that regard. So thank you so much, Ecola Termite and Pest Control Services. And on that note, I just want to say that we are hiring in all offices. We need technicians. We need salespeople, both pest and termite. We are growing, and we need people. We've got so many customers now, and we just need more people to fulfill and to take care of them. So we're a great company to work for, if I do say so myself. Uh, We have people that have been with us a long time. And we really would love to talk with you, especially if you already have any licensing that goes along with this profession. We really, really, really want to talk with you. So thank you so much. Okay, so part two of this program is going to be, again, with Rick Warren because I'm following him carefully and closely because I just love what he has to say and He really blesses me to, because he's dealing with the now time, he's dealing with biblical words in scripture that help us with guiding us through this trying time we're in right now. So how to trust God's timing in your pain. How many of you are feeling pain right now? Let's take a a temperature gauge on how many. And would you say it's a one? Would you say it's a five? Would you say it's a 10? 10 being the toughest and the hardest and the most painful. And one being easygoing, whatever. I would bet nobody is saying a one right now just because of what's going on in this world. There's just too much going on right now. And if you missed part one, I highly recommend you go to suefreeze.com. Suefreeze, spelled like fries, one word.com. Go there and listen to part one because it's very helpful on a lot of levels. And uh, I talked about just a little bit briefly about beliefs and it is our reality. But sometimes I see realities not being truth. And I just really question people's belief systems and what they're saying out of their mouths Versus what you see or what you're getting when you get true facts and it doesn't match up. So there's something wrong with that picture. So my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Isaiah 55, 8, 9, if you want to look it up. When you're in pain and you pray and don't see the answers, should you give up? No. Your job is to keep praying and keep trusting God for the answers. Because you know that everything he does and everything he allows in your life, he will use for good. I'm going to stop right there and just ask you a question. Have you ever been through trials and tribulations up to this point in your life? The answer is yes. Did you learn anything? Did God show you anything? Did, was anything revealed to you during that time that you've used for future times to give you strength and perseverance to get through the next thing? And I would say that your answer is yes. If you did an evaluation, if you haven't already, I would say that yes, this is true. You accept a no, a slow, a grow, or a go because you know that God is a good father even when you're in pain. If a doctor performs surgery on you and cuts you open, that's going to cause some pain. But if that surgery saves your life, would you say she's a bad doctor? No, because she just saved your life. There was pain involved, but the pain was worth the gain. I love that. The pain is worth the gain. Not always is the pain worth the gain. But you know what? Most of the times right now that we're going through and the lessons we need to learn It is worth a gain, and if we evaluate or we believe that, it helps us get through the pain, and it helps us get through this trying time to understand that there is gain at the end. And we need to be looking for that gain with expectation. Isn't that a good word? That's such a good word. It's a good word for me. 
When God doesn't immediately end your pain, he's saying to you in that moment, my grace is sufficient for you. And you can handle a little pain and even a lot of pain in your life because I am with you and I'm going to use this for your good. Again, I love that. I've had a lot of pain in my life. This is Rick Warren talking, and I can say yes, me too. How about you? In fact, almost everything I've learned in life, I've learned through pain. I've learned nothing from pleasure. I've learned very little from success. But I've learned boatloads through pain. God is more interested in making me a man or a woman of God than he is in making me comfortable. And God is more interested in making you a man or woman of God than he is in making you comfortable in the short term. You will be comfortable for all of eternity in heaven. I'm loving that too. (laughs) I so am. How about you? In scripture we read, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just... As the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Again, Isaiah 55, 8, 9. While you're praying at one level, God is thinking about your life at much higher level and from a much bigger perspective. He wants good for your life even more than you do. Do you believe that? Do you believe he does? And here's another article from Rick Warren. Preparation follows expectation. Okay, I'm looking forward to this. Did you hear that? Preparation follows expectation. Brothers and sisters, be patient until the Lord comes again. See how farmers wait for their precious crops to grow. They wait patiently for fall and spring rains. You too must be patient. Don't give up hope. The Lord will soon be here. That's James 5, 7, and 8 again. It's important to remember that God is always working behind the scenes, even through the global pandemic and any other problems you may be facing right now. Trust him and be patient. Trust him and be patient. I could say that over and over and over again. And then this creeping feeling of insecurity and feeling of inadequacy comes over me. And then I have to say it again. Trust him. Be patient. His promises are true. How do you do that? What do you do while you're waiting? How do you build a faith that trusts God during the delays? How many of you are struggling with that? Mm -hmm. Brothers and sisters, be patient until the Lord comes again. See how farmers wait, again, the same scripture, for their precious crops to grow. They wait patiently for fall and spring rains. You too must be patient. Don't give up hope. Don't give up hope. Don't give up hope. The Lord will soon be here. Like farmers, you need to wait expectantly while a farmer waits. He prepares for the harvest. He gets ready. He doesn't sit around thinking, I wonder if this is going to grow or not. He expects it to grow. He did his part, right? He did his part. He prepares for the harvest so that when it comes, he can reap the benefits. So if you listen to those words right then and you take them in, you need to wait expectantly as you trust God to act and provide. Psalm 135 says, I wait expectantly, trusting God to help, for he has promised. That promise is all over the Bible. 
in verses like Isaiah 49.23. No one who waits for my help will be disappointed. Did you hear that? So you need to prepare. You need to have expectation. So we do our part. We have to do our part. Do you know what your part is? That's where it starts, is you need to know what God is telling you to do. And then he tells you, okay, put your trust in me now. You did your part. Now it's my turn. But you need to understand what your part is. What have you been waiting for God to do? Maybe you've been waiting for him to transform your marriage. Solve a financial problem. Heal a hurt. Or reach someone in your family who is not a believer. Whatever you've been waiting on God to do, do you really expect him to do it? If you're not preparing yourself while you're waiting, you're not really expecting anything to happen. Ooh, that's a good one for you coaches out there, okay? If you are helping, if you are counseling, if you are coaching, and you've got a situation where you've talked about the situation, you've talked about possible solutions, and you don't see the fruit or you don't see any action towards the next step, if you're not preparing yourself While you're waiting, you're not really expecting anything to happen. So with that, with just that one sentence, what does that reveal? And where do we go with that? Have you heard that uh, comment about actions speak louder than words? So we can talk all day long. You can have people filling you up with words. But the truth really happens when? With the words? Somebody can say they love you, but then not remember what kind of drink you drink, or not remember what you like over what you don't like, or don't remember your birthday, or whatever it is. You know, and they're saying they love you. Do you really believe them? Is it really hitting you anywhere in your heart at all? You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show. And listen, I've been doing this for 10 and a half years, and if somebody would have said that I would be doing this, I would have really thought twice. This show is about the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And I'm very passionate. I'm passionate about a lot of things because God's put passion inside of me. I'm a passionate person. I'm a purposeful person. I want to have a purpose. I want to live out that purpose. I'm driven. If somebody were to ask you, or if somebody asked those people closest to you in one word to define you, what words would come out of your mouth or what words would come out of those that know you best? What words would come out of their mouth as far as what your words are? I think this is very eye-opening. And I think our actions need to follow our words. We need to have actions show us, show those that we love that what we're saying is really true, that it really is right. And whether you're trying to mend or have your marriage mended or financial problems solved, all of these things that I'm looking at here, you know, when we're talking about um, have you been waiting for God to do and uh, reach someone in your family who's not a believer, okay? 
what is your part in that? Let's just let's just ask that. What is your part in getting this unbeliever to be a believer? First of all, your walk, your actions in your life, you know, how you treat people, how you talk. Do you cuss? Do you not cuss? Do you follow God's word in what is a, a, a righteous and a God-fearing life? Are you doing those things? Or are you doing other things? And you're wanting this person to love the Lord and to follow um, with what the Lord's will is. But what is your life representing? That's going to hurt some of you. That's going to out you. Okay? And, and it's meant to. Okay? In your marriage or financial problems. Let's say financial problems. You know, we prepare and we expect. What is your part in the financial problems? What is it that you can do to fix this situation? Because all of us have a part to play in whatever's going on in our lives. We have choices in our life. That's our part. You know, we don't just sit back and say, well, it was me, because it's not going to fix the problem at all. You're not helping. You know, identify the problem, come up with a solution, read the Bible, figure out what God says, and then do something about it. Don't sit back and expect other people to do it for you. But then, once you've done your part... Once you've done what you can do, then you have to rely and trust God. When you are a parent and you raise a child in the way they shall go and they will not depart from it. But I hear so often there are children that do depart. Okay, you did your part. Did you do your part? Could you still be doing something? If not, then you have to wait on the Lord. And you have to believe that you did prepare the way for your child. And you have to believe that what you taught them as a young child is going to come back and it's going to be in their heart and in their minds. And hopefully they're going to come back to what you taught. But you have to be able to look at the person in the mirror and say, did I? Could I have done better? I would, for me, I'd always, I'd always say I could do better. But I can honestly say that I really had focus as a parent and I really tried to do my best at all times. Now, I know all of us had parents at one time and and maybe they left at an early age or maybe they stayed for the whole entire and still alive or maybe they've gone home to be with their Lord. And all of us could say, oh, I I remember there were times when my mom would say something. I'll say, oh my gosh, when I become a mom, I'm never going to say that or I'm never going to do that. And I know there's smiles out there right now. And then you find you're doing, you you do the same thing. (laughs) You go, oh my gosh, I said I would never do that. And that's okay. But being aware of it and how it affected you is one part of being a good parent. Because if we didn't assess our situation and assess how we're presenting or what we're causing in our children, that would be a parent that's not really paying attention. Because you know our children are different. You can have the same mom and dad, and it's amazing how every child is different, and you have to deal with them on their level. You have to love them in their language. You have to train them up in their way. You know, what is, you know, one person like my son, he was a Lego guy. Now, my daughter, it was crayons, okay? If I took the Legos away from my daughter, she would care less. But if I took a crayon away from her, who boy. And it's so interesting, isn't it, that every child is different. But doesn't that just ring true that God created us all individual and with purpose and we're not all the same and we all have a purpose and a job to do for God? And it's amazing. And and my daughter just gave me a Bible and she wrote in there a scripture that I'd written in her little precious moments Bible, her first Bible that I gave her. And it was what I wrote in her Bible was, I can't wait to see what God does with your life. And do you know that she found that Bible just recently 
And she just gave me a Bible that has bigger letters because my eyesight's not as good. And so she gave me a Bible that has bigger words so I can read. And she wrote in it the same thing. And I just thought that was so precious. So precious. A lot of times we think we're waiting on God, but God's just waiting on us. He's saying, you're not ready to handle the blessing I want to give you. I want you to grow up first. And it doesn't matter what age you are, <laughs> does it? it? doesn't matter what age you are. I want you to grow up first. You're not waiting on me. I'm waiting on you. That's kind of humorous, but also so real. And, and even in my age now, I look at people and I'll say, when I grow up, I want to be just like you. <laughs> I say that in humor, but it's true. You know, it's like I see people and they're just so wise for their years and their discernment is, is just so amazing on how they can just see in the spirit. And they're so discerning. And I'm like, oh, I want more of that. I want more of that. I just want to pray more and get in his word more to where I can be more like him and understand me and him. And I am hoping that through this show and through the Holy Spirit, that a desire burns in your heart too. That no matter what you've been through, no matter what, what has happened, it has been for God's good. And our pain, we learn the most when we're in pain. And I'm going through a painful stage right now. And you maybe are too. And all I can say is, is that the good part of that is understanding that there's growth and that there's a lesson and that I'm going to be better because of this. I already think I am. There was something that I was really trying to control and, and power out of. And it became very apparent that I was going to lose the war. Uh, I was going to lose the war. I might win the battle, but I'm going to lose the war. And, and I, and this is something I just don't want to lose. And so you know, through prayer and patience and quiet time, which is hard for me, um, I, it just became very apparent that I needed to let go of what this was. And in letting go, not even 24 hours later, there was a breakthrough. And I won't get into detail, but just by me letting go of it, maybe you could say I grew up. Or maybe you could say, I just realized that my trust and my faith, it was not in me, it was in God and that God had this and he was going to correct this situation and open up a pathway to where we could mend maybe, or at least understand. And sometimes it's small baby steps, but we have to be in a position of expectation to even realize the baby steps that are happening. I have a friend who has just kind of been separated from his daughter and it's painful, very painful. And I know that in time that there's going to be a reconciliation. I just know I'm standing in faith that there's going to be a reconciliation with that. And it's going to be so healing and so wonderful. And I'm looking forward to that day. And all of us have something that we're uh, going through. We all do. And even though I don't know what that is, I can tell you, I can tell you that God does know and God feels your pain and he understands anything and everything. And all he wants from you is a relationship with you and he wants you to draw nearer to him. And I have to tell you that it's been a tough time for me, but I realize that having my knees on the ground and, you know, just surrendering just surrendering anything and everything to him. 
even though it's not gone. You know, the battle's not gone, but there's a reassurance understanding that God is going to see me through this, and he will see you through whatever you're going through too. And I'm hoping this brings hope to you. I hope that it's encouraging, but most importantly, I hope it causes you to draw nearer to our Heavenly Father, because I wouldn't be able to even be sitting here right now if it wasn't for God showing his presence to me, and the only way that's possible is for me to pray for him to do so. If I don't ask, he's not going to reveal himself. If I don't ask, he's not going to make his presence known to me. And if you don't ask, the same is true for you. So Rick Warren says at the end of this, he says, if you're tired and worn out because of this crisis, you need to remember to wait on God. You need to get still, get with God's word, and learn how to be more like him. Then you get busy doing the work that will prepare you for the harvest. And that's exactly what I was saying. Do your part. Do whatever and all that you can do. And then you you just sit back. And prepare for the harvest. There's hope with God. And as long as there's breath, there's hope. So do yourself a favor and open up that Bible. And it might have dust on it, but open up that Bible and read scripture. And just make a decision to do this every day. It will change your life. God bless you. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. And we've got this. God's got this. Bye-bye. It's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call Ecola Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS.